We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Blood Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. Happy Monday. I'm sure some of y'all are spring breaking. You know, if, it's, if, it's, if it's your week for spring break. You know, for me, I guess, you know, my kids are all off this week, so... Hopefully they'll make their they'll make their mom pull their hair you know pull her hair out because I'm sure I'll get blown up with a bunch of text messages about it probably sometime today or later this week who knows so <clears throat> we got that going now it's you know not much of a news news type of day I mean there's obviously some big topics well first of all you know. Picked up Pit Hoops wrapped up their season at home against uh, Notre Dame. It was senior night or senior day, I should say. And they uh, knocked off Notre Dame by three. And they ended their losing losing skin in the ACC. As they finished it with a three, you know, I think three and fifteen, I think is what they finished with. So three three ACC wins, three more than what they did last year. So you can't go wrong with that as you know as well. You know, more overall wins. And more ACC wins. Three more than what they did last year. Uh senior, senior day they sent some guys off, you know, uh Sydney and Deer, um, who's trying to get another another year of um, eligibility. And you know, if you can do it, I'm all for it. I like to keep them on. I wish we could keep Wilson framed for another year as we send him off. I'd love to have had him for another two more years because the guys, I really like his game and I think he's uh, grown a lot since um, coming here. And he's only been here two years. I mean, he's shown like a lot of growth. I mean, just overall. And that's the thing about college is um, when you go to college, you know, at least by your senior year, you're supposed to have a lot of growth for when you go out to the workforce, into the real world. You know, if you're still doing this, still have the same mindset as you did in high school, it's that always doesn't always work. You know, out that way, it just depends on you know your situation. In general, I mean, some come from money, and you know they can—they're allowed to act. They, they can't. Not so much they can. They get, they're allowed. They can't act like that. Whereas a lot of us can't. 
and you got, you know, and of course you got some people in general that uh, you'll talk to, even on Facebook, which is, you know, the worst part about it, you get, you get these people who are stuck in the high school fit, you know, mindset, where I still think they're in high school, and, you know, with Facebook interactions, you'll, you know, you'll have that as well, and, you know, for some people, you know, that's sending Facebook requests, you know, if, if I didn't like them back in high school, I'm not going to like them probably now. So I don't accept them. And I don't know why they want to, you know, be my friend on Facebook. <laughs> it's like, dude, that's like, dude, you didn't like me in high school at all. You hated me. Why do you want to be my friend all of a sudden? And sure, I mean, that sounds petty, but, you know, if you, you know, if you guys don't have any type of any type of, you know, interests or anything at all, anything in common or whatever, I mean, there's really no point of it, other than, uh, you know, taking photos of what you eat and liking each other's, you know, stuff, you know, like my plate of food, like my, my dog just rolled over, please like my dog, my dog is sitting on the couch, my dog is giving me this look, please like my, please like my dog's fucking posts, my dog has a beautiful sweater on. Or my kid just did this. Like it. Comment it. You know, and then you get at least one person who's like a Facebook police who, you know, the guy's probably, got the guy or girl's probably 40 and probably doesn't have much of a life. And they don't have much going for them. And you just please Facebook posts. But anyways, we're trailing off into another subject. Um, as far as Wilson Frame goes, like I, like I said before, I mean, I hope he um, sticks around the pit program down the road. I mean, I'm sure he'll go overseas and play. Maybe get a look at the pros. You never know. I mean, maybe he gets in the G League or Developmental League, whatever you know, whatever they have going on. I mean. I'm sure he'll go overseas and make some bank, and and I'm, you know, and I hope he does. He better, you know. I mean, overseas is for everybody, but they go over there and make some money. You know, go get paid. And hey, I mean, if you want to come back to pit, you know, maybe see, see if they have some sort of coaching opportunities. Come ahead and do it. I mean, I'm all for it. But our last person is um, Joe Mascaro. He was a walk-on, and of course, I read his story. Brian Macko, the, the post was ever a nice, wrote a nice little article about him. Basically, he was, you know, he obviously was a really good kid in Olympia, and he was playing a pit stop club basketball team and did pretty well. He was averaging, you know, almost, almost 30 points a game, and he walked on. And uh, Pitt gave him a, um, a nice little send-off where they let him um, start the game. So he got to play 15 seconds. I mean, there was the tip-off and the dead ball, and he got pulled. I thought they could at least got him a shot off because, you know, Pitt's not really exactly on the bubble or anything. Let him take a shot. But, you know... With Brian's article, Joe was obviously happy with the 15 seconds he got. And you, and you know what? That's all that really matters, if he was happy with that. 
after you know when when, uh, when Joe was happy with 15 seconds as a walk, you know, giving these a walk on, that's all I got. That's all that matters. So there's no need to go on a war against a college coach because he didn't play his walk on enough minutes. But the ACC tournament's coming up. They're they got Boston College as their uh, first team, and I like their chances. I mean, but they have they have to play Kai Bowman again, and of course you know how ESPN. I guess you know, I don't know if it's so much ESPN. I guess they followed him around. And I guess the, the entire last time they two, these two teams played, they followed him around. I guess and I guess they're thinking short of blowing them. That's all you hear about was Kai Bowman and this Kai Bowman But anyways, guys. Obviously, Pip Hoops is wrapped up. March Championship Week is here. And, of course, we've got some big coaching changes coming. Uh, Shaka Smart. Supposedly, his time at uh, Texas... It's running out because it just hasn't worked out, and that's the thing with a lot of um, call it, a lot of these coaches that move on these bigger programs is a lot of times it just doesn't work out because you're you're transitioning to a bigger program and you got to do different things and different conferences. Shaka probably should just stay where he was at, and that was that. But I'm sure. probably thought he maxed out what he could at his previous job. And I understand. But uh, Virginia Commonwealth won their regular season title in the Atlantic 10 and you know, Coach Rhodes, I he was here at Rice and he did he got Rice into the uh, CBI, I believe. They won over 20 games and I guess uh, once VCU opened up when Shaka left. He had to go, unfortunately. You can't pass up a job like that because that's where he was at previously was VCU. But uh, that's the thing. That's why a lot of these mid-major coaches stay. I mean, where the rack is, the transition to a bigger program is just it can be rough, and sometimes you don't get enough time. I mean, I mean, look at Brett. I mean, some some coaches just you know they're not ready for all that. I mean, look at Bryce Drew, for instance. He uh, went from Val- Valparaiso to uh, Vanderbilt, and he's trying to win at Vanderbilt. And You know, his first year, he took uh, a team with Kevin Stallings as players and went to, and went 19 and 14 and went to the NCAA tournament. And you know, people were pretty much uh, people were on their knees, you know, ready to uh, you know worship uh, Bryce Drew because of how awesome he was. Because Kevin Stallings, you know, was the enemy of the uh, state. Now, now Vanderbilt misses Kevin Stallings. And they're, they're sick of Bryce Drew because uh, after that NCAA tournament appearance, Bryce uh, coached him to a losing season last year. 
And on top of that, they went 0 18 in Vander in uh, SEC play this past season. So you have two college programs that went upside down pretty much. Now, with Texas moving on, possibly moving on from Shaka Smart, Dow Colony, as you know, is the AD there, and he was the guy who brought Jamie Dixon to TCU. So, so does Dow Colony try to lure Dixon in, and does Texas buy it? Because the guys, you know, made TCU, he's winning games as soon as he's gone to TCU, but he has a losing record in conference. He has he has a losing record this year, and his team is, is on the bubble. They'll probably get in because the bubble's weak. But they had a losing record in conference this year. On top of that, he had five players leave. And not to mention, like, well, you know, some of his best players are transfer. I'm not transferring, graduating. And on top of that, one of his uh, recruiters, his one of his top recruiters, is mentioned in the FBI NCAA scandal. Although it's a pretty freaking minor offense, to say the least. I don't think it's really in regards to recruiting at all. It, it, you know, there may be more to it, but you know, I'm not sure. You know, what direction TC goes next year? I'm sure Jamie will whip something up because he always does. That's just how he is. He'll figure it out. He always does. That's the crazy part about it. With him and him. But I think Jamie leaving his alma mater would be a dick move. But, you know, he can blame it on a, a new AD and he can say, well, you know, I just you know, I just came here to get the program where you know to a to a point where it was it's up and running again and I'm gonna move on. It was never a long-term thing. I mean, he can, you know, he, he's got plenty of excuses to cook up. But the thing is, Dalconi would have to sell <laughs> Texas to hire Dixon, and I'm not sure Texas is going to want that. That's the thing with you know being here in Texas itself. The Longhorns pretty much feel they're better than anybody, and they're going to want a bigger name than that. I thought Shaka would be a really good hire for them. It just didn't, it just didn't work out that well. I'm not sure who they who they go to after this. But I'm sure Luke Walton's going to be a big name after this season's over. But they're going to have a lot of suitors for him. UCLA is going to want him. And on top of that, Arizona may put their name in the hat for him because... Uh, Sean Miller gave a uh, speech on Seer, Seer, Seer Night, and uh, it was pretty emotional, to say the least. And I, I guess you, I, I guess you can say it was kind of him saying goodbye to um, kind of a farewell speech to you, to the Arizona people. And I 
understand. I mean, the guy, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to deal with. I mean, the guy tried, I mean, to make them a uh, winner. I mean, he, unfortunately, he just got caught trying to do it. It's, I mean, they were winners already, but he wanted to put them back until, you know, when Ludo also made them a power. And, but, if you're, I mean, if you're cheating that horribly and you can't get Arizona at least to the Final Four once, then, I don't know, maybe, you know, we always revisit how good of a coach he really is. And, and maybe he is to a degree, I mean, because, you know, look what, happened, look what we did with T.J. McConnell he's in the pros. And he has pumped out some pro, pro prospects, but maybe he's good developing talent. He just, you know, he just, you know, the, the, the torment's a grind, and you can do good during the regular season, but if uh, March is where it becomes a grind, and, you know, he's fallen short. I mean, the, the year that they should have really went to the Final Four was when they played, it was the year UConn went with Kemba Walker. No, actually, I don't know if it was that year. It was the it was either the Kemba year or the Shabazz Napier year. It was one of, one of those two years. And I think, I, and I remember it was late in the game and all Arizona needed was a two to tie it. And they kept freaking shooting threes, I remember. Every possession they were, every time they got the ball, they they needed two to tie late in the game, and they just kept shooting threes, and they kept breaking them, and UConn ended up hanging on the win. And I never understood, I never understood why they kept shooting threes. I said, dude, just get to the two, drive to the hoop. But they wanted to play hero ball, and that's what happens. But like I said, Luke Walton's going to have a lot of uh, suitors because I'm sure LeBron's going to want him gone. And we'll close out with a um, with some Steelers news. As you guys all know, late uh, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, the Steelers finalized their trade with Oakland. Sending Antonio Brown to Oakland for a third and fifth round pick, and Antonio Brown got his new uh, got a new contract, got more money, got what he wanted, and so basically he sabotaged his trade value. And I mean, his antics. I don't think so much sabotage it. It was the fact that he wanted he wanted new contract is what it was, and that was pretty much the sticky point with a lot of these teams is they were they wanted him, but he wanted a new deal on top of what he had, and they're like, uh, yeah, no thanks. So this is going to be a long, probably drawn out subject with Antonio Brown. And there's just so many angles we can talk about here. Because there's a lot of people that spot off with their takes. Did Antonio Brown win this battle? Oh, yeah, for sure. He 
did. I mean, he got what he wanted. But then, then the Steelers got what they wanted. They got rid of him. I mean, so both parties really got what they wanted. The Steelers. If this, and to be honest with you, if the Steelers are really ha- are happy with this because because Art Art Rooney the second and Brown met, and I guess they had you know they aired out all their differences and they were to do what's best for Antonio, and they they did. I mean, they sent him to where he wanted to be. And if the Steelers aren't mad about this, then people really should be should be mad about it either. I mean, I mean, they got what they wanted out of this, and Antonio got what he wanted out of this, and that's why I think a lot of people are pissed off. Is Brown got what he wanted? I mean, big deal. I mean, the guy didn't take any money from you. He didn't steal any from you. I'm sure a lot of people say, "Well, you know, I bought his jersey and stuff like that," and you know, da da da. Nobody told you to buy any of that. I mean, all that. Sh- I mean, to be honest with you, all that shit for the NFL is overpriced anyway. I don't buy any of it. Maybe I'll buy a little, maybe a $20 t-shirt or maybe a little coffee mug, but I'm not going to buy a fucking jersey anymore. In 1998, I bought a Jerome Bettis jersey replica. It was like 45 bucks. Then when the bus retired, I needed a new jersey. So I bought a San Antonio Holmes jersey. And that jersey was 75 bucks. So I was like, shit, I was like, from 98 to 2007, the jersey went up 30 bucks. Now I'm seeing now I'm seeing replicas for about a hundred dollars. I'm not gonna buy a fucking jersey for a hundred dollars. And I see a lot of people going on like the um, the, the sites, ordering for fifty overseas, and uh, I mean that's that's too much freaking effort. And besides, I'm like thirty, I'm like thirty nine years old. Shit, I was like twenty, I was like I was like twenty six, twenty seven. I bought the San Antonio jersey. I'm like over 30 now. I'm not going to buy a jersey now. Let it, let it wear it. I just film, I mean, I'm, I mean, I won't, I, I'm not going to judge you guys at all if you still wear jerseys. I got, you know, if you can, if you can um, wear them, still wear them. For me, and probably at this, at this juncture, a nice t-shirt polo does, does enough for me now. But, you know, wearing a jersey is nice because you get to be, you get to be noticed on camera and stuff. And you, and you get to look for yourself you know, if, you, if pictures are taken. You say, hey, there's me wearing my, that so-and-so jersey. I mean, I still do have my, my LaShelle McCoy jersey. We went to Pitt, which was a nice gift. I still have that, and I won't get rid of it. Ever. So... There's that. But, you know, D'Angelo, D'Angelo, I guess, Williams brought up something about, I don't know, he was talking about the fans about being pissed off over Tony's deal and this and that, and why shouldn't why should the NFL player look at that Antonio is very talented and he should look out for him you know and try to get as much money as he can 
But the you know, but this whole common working man thing argument that people draw with the with these with these millionaires, and really this 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 is what this whole Antonio Brown thing was about. It was about millionaires fighting over money. Same with same with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, please spare me the common working man uh, uh, argument bullshit. Because they're not fighting for the common working man at all. I mean, if we're being honest, I mean, the owners, the players, they can care less about the common working. Not so much common working man, common working person, I should say. Because we like to use man and women are hard, are wage, not so much wage earners, hard workers, wage earners is too. They buy season tickets, they buy the jerseys. They do all that as well. So I shouldn't say common working man calling working person, so I apologize, it's just, uh, calling working man is such a, such a common term people use, and I can't believe I actually corrected myself, because I would have, I would have, I would have, uh, probably realized this and probably recorded it in terms of offending somebody, but for all you ladies who probably listen to this podcast, God hope you don't, uh, sorry about that, and, uh, to be honest with you, my boss is a female, and she's probably the best boss I've ever had. I mean, seriously, she uh, actually fights for us, treats us like human beings, and actually has balls compared to my other male, male managers I've had in the past. Like Heather, like Heather, like the AD. She has um, like her past AD. She has balls and. Well, you know, not physically, not, not physical testicles, but, you know, guts. Uh, well, enough of that type of expl- explanations. But uh, at the end of the day, the owners and the players, they really, they, they care about the, they care about the common working person to a point. Because they need our money. They need us to buy the jerseys, the season tickets, the steam license, what so much. They care about us to that point. But other than that, they, they don't care about us to anything else. It's the same thing with us. We care about the players and the team to a degree as well but when you try to leave and do some other crap then we get mad so it goes hand in hand but the thing about if we want to be fair with the whole Antonio Brown thing his last two years with the Steers were non-guaranteed so the Steers couldn't the Steers couldn't guarantee they were going to pay him those those final two years so and and really in all all respect Taylor Brown should be guaranteed to play the next play next two years for them so if you really want to clean up this whole thing with the contracts in general make them all you know if you're going to make the first few years them guaranteed money you know, give a clause where you know you say, "Hey, you know, these next two, these these final years, of your contract will be non-guaranteed," and because of that, you're not guaranteed to actually work for work for us. You can go shop yourself around, and that's really, I mean, that's really that's how it should be. I mean, if if the owners aren't guaranteed to pay you, then you shouldn't be guaranteed to actually work for them. It's an easy fix. It's as simple as that. 
give them give them the uh, guarantee. Give, and if you're not going to guarantee them that money, then you know what? Let them sit and say, hey, you know what? If you want to shop yourself around, that's fine. And then he's not much of a cap hit. And then, you know, maybe clear him off a cap. There you go. So I'm sure a lot of this will be talked about probably in the next CBA. Because I know the players want money. And I mean, you know, the players have won some battles here. People are saying Le'Veon Bell won his. And to be honest with you, he really hasn't. I mean, we won't know if he really has until he signs his contract. If he gets what he wants. But, um... I mean, the players may have won some uh, hands, but the owners still hold the cards. And that's, you know, that's something that um, they'll have to work out. But the problem is, that, but the thing is, the players, they have to be united in what they're doing. They, they all got to be. That's that's the thing. And it's, it all pulls on their leadership as well. Their leadership can cave in these type of these type of things in the next in the next CBA. And that's been the problem is that their leaders came in. And you know, this time around they they get the players gotta unite. I mean if they want their their more money, more wage, you know. Well they're getting a lot of money as it is. It's just more they want more guaranteed money. And if you're not gonna guarantee them not gonna guarantee them cash later in their years because because of injuries whatsoever, then they shouldn't be guaranteed to work for you. So it's a lot to work on. And there's a lot of angles. A lot of people are just angry about it. But at the end of the day, both parties got what they wanted. And really, people should just move on. I'm sure there's be play. I mean, there's sure there's be play hot takes and and whatnot. I mean, one guy one guy obviously said, you know, came out and said it though. Oh, I bet they're going to blame LeBron for this. And, you know, that person in particular is the, you know, he pretty much blows Le- LeBron in a nutshell. You know, I think maybe like five people watch his show anyway. I think I think most of his activity comes from Twitter, and it's because he posts tw- things for Twitter, you know, to get his likes. But anyways, guys, we're dropping on on, a thir- on thirty minutes, and I give a little shot to the Penguins. They're on a roll. Matt Murray's on a roll, and you know I'm happy for him because. In, the, in my history, of I've ever followed the Penguins, the goalie's always been the one who's drawn so much bullshit. From Tom Barrasso all the way down to Mark Andre Fleury, and now Matt Murray is getting a lot of crap too. But now you know it's all working out for him now. I mean, it's they're getting better, and it's a long you know with NHL like like the NHL and NBA. It's a long season. It's an A-some game season. So, th- you know, you're going to have certain wrinkles that ha- that come up. You're going to have some, you know, some instances of adversity. And a lot of times it, it blows over. As long as you keep, you know, keep your head above water. So, big shot to them. They're doing some things. They're catching on. And... You want them to catch fire by the time the, the playoffs begin. You want their confidence up. 
uh, you know, you definitely don't want them limping him because it's never a good thing. As I'm sure after, and I'm sure after watching Washington race the cup, they want they want to get the cup back. Although they've had it five times compared to Washington's one. And you know, and, and if anything, Obi's cup win, if anything, is probably just a sympathy fuck, just so he can get you know, his cup and he can have his legacy complete. Oh well, guys, hell to pit bye.